Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi there. I'm Cindy Linden, and this is the Cook Along Podcast. Today we're going to make something very, very simple, so simple, in fact, that I feel a little silly making a podcast of it, but I wanted you to know about it, and making a podcast is how I do that, because I don't do just writing things down uh, the way other people do. So we'll cook it together, and then you'll know what to do with it, and we'll both be happy we have it in the house. How's that? It's called a farro salad. And it's got tomatoes and herbs. And the original version of this came from Giada Di Laurentiis through the Food Network. I have changed it up a little bit and added a few things. And there's a few things I don't have that I need to sort of modify. So we'll talk about that as we go. But here's the actual ingredient list. And some of this is from the original and some of it's mine. You'll need water, quite a lot of it, four cups of it. By the way, this will make about six meal-sized servings. 10 ounces or about a cup and a half of farro. Farro is a wheat grain. They look like wheat kernels, but they're bigger and they kind of cook up into things that maybe look a little like barley. They're not quite that big, but it's just a, a kind of a fun grain to play with. It's a little bit different and it's got a really nice chewy texture to it. And this is a really lovely way to try it if you haven't ever tried it before. You only have two teaspoons of salt, a pound of tomatoes, and we're going to seed those and then dice them. And I'll talk to you a little bit about how to do that. You want a sweet onion, and this is important, not just a regular yellow onion. It'll have too much heat. You want a sweet one. So that means a Vidalia or if you have them, a Walla Walla sweet, they're the best, but they're very seasonal, have a limited time that you can get them. There's Mayan sweets. Anyway, you want to look in the grocery store, if you haven't already got this at home, for something that says it's a sweet onion, because we're going to eat it raw. You want some fresh chives. That's about a quarter of a cup of fresh chives once you snip them up. Now, here's the thing. That's one of the things I'm out of today. So I have put a bunch of dried chives in my measuring cup. And I added some water, so I'm reconstituting it. It looks to me as though if you need to do that, you probably need about two parts chives to one part water to reconstitute it. Could even be three parts chives to one part water because you don't want them soupy. 
many herbs when you use a dried herb in a dish instead of a fresh herb you have to change the amounts with this it's just chives you know it's just chives so we're reconstituting it we're trying to get up to the right amount of chives and a quarter of a cup is quite a lot of chives so while I could tell you you could leave these out if you don't have any you might be sad about that because it both looks pretty and adds flavor the next ingredient is a quarter of a cup of chopped fresh Italian parsley that's not the curly kind that's the flat kind it's not cilantro when you go shopping it's actually parsley cilantro and Italian parsley look a lot alike but you want the uh, flat Italian kind and here's a tip if you don't want to go to the store or you don't like parsley you could substitute for this this is something I've done and it works you could put in some fresh basil leaves or you could put in some massaged fresh kale gosh I need to do that one I need to do a, a podcast about a massaged kale salad I'll, I'll put that on here soon so that you have a chance to know what that means but it really just means you're you're taking some fresh kale you're chopping it up into bite-sized pieces and then you're squeezing it and squeezing it and squeezing it over and over just sort of rubbing it between your hands and it'll become soft and sort of silky and much less chewy <laughs> so the massage kale can also be used in here instead of the parsley if you want to or you know any combination of those things parsley basil kale any amounts totaling about a quarter of a cup of any combination of those things you'll need one large clove of garlic and you'll need some balsamic vinegar we're going to need two tablespoons of that some fresh ground pepper and a quarter of a cup of extra virgin olive oil and then about a third of a cup of crumbled feta cheese kind of to taste you know I really like feta cheese what I'm going to do is make it all up and throw in the third of a cup and if it doesn't look like enough I'll throw in some more another thing that would be really nice in here I don't have any today is some diced avocado ripe avocado I mentioned that because I do have three avocados in my house none of them are usable I tried a uh, quick ripening thing I found on the web just so you know there's a thing that says you can ripen an avocado in somewhere between 10 minutes and an hour if you wrap it in foil and put it in a 200 degree oven and supposedly the gases that ripen an avocado get released and the foil keeps them in and then the avocado softens in this really low temperature oven and then you can turn around and use it sort of immediately well guess what it doesn't work at least it didn't work on the one I tried it on this was two days ago and I put it in my 200 degree oven tightly wrapped in foil and I checked it every 10 minutes for an hour but it came out after that hour exactly the same hardness that it went in and in fact I then put it in the brown paper bag I have my counter with the other two avocados and that was two days ago and it's still hard it's no more ripe than the ones that didn't spend an hour in a 200 degree oven so I'm just telling you when you read that stuff you're welcome to give it a try but uh, it doesn't always work and it certainly didn't work for me I don't think there are any huge do-aheads we're gonna chop things up as we go it's just a cold salad I should have said that it's a cold well not cold but room temperature salad it's just yummy it's yummy okay I am making a half 
recipe today. So it's only going to make three servings for me because there's only two of us in the house. So I'm going to try to tell you the amounts that you have to put in without screwing up the ones, the half amount that I need to put in. All right. Step number one, put your four cups of water into a saucepan and then add to that water the farro and that again is 10 ounces if you're weighing things or about a cup and a half oh and probably best not to use the ones that went on the floor although i suppose it depends on your floor let's just say we're not going to use the ones that fell on my floor and let's just dump that into the pot with the water and then to that Add two teaspoons of salt. I know that's a lot of salt, but this stuff kind of soaks it up. So go ahead and, and put it all in this pot. Easy peasy. Now we're going to bring that to a boil. So turn it up to high. Stir it all around a little bit or shake the pan or whatever so it all mixes up. And we're going to turn the burner on to high. I have a glass cooktop. I don't know if I've ever told you that. So it heats at a different speed. And if you've got a regular electric coil kind of stovetop, yours is going to come to a boil about the same point mine will. If you have a gas stove, it's going to probably be much faster. So you may have to sit around and drum your fingers while the rest of us wait for our water to boil here. I know people really love cooking with gas, in fact, so much so that there's that phrase that means you're succeeding <laughs> when you say you're cooking with gas but I kind of like well obviously you know I have the glass cooked up one of the reasons I really like it is because I can cook with residual heat more so than on a exposed coil kind of electric stovetop the glass will retain the heat for a while it takes a while for it to cool down and of course gas doesn't do that at all it's either off or it's on so I spend a lot less energy by turning off my stovetop while something's still cooking because I don't need to keep generating heat because there's enough heat under the pan left in the glass of the stovetop. I like that. It means that I can turn things off that I'm afraid I'm going to forget about and they're going to keep cooking for a while. So all we got to do is bring this to a boil and then we're going to reduce the heat and cover it up and go do some other things while it cooks. It's gonna cook for about half an hour. We're just gonna simmer it until the farro gets tender. What we're watching for isn't just a simmer, we want it to actually come to a boil. So as I've mentioned in other podcasts, that's not just the little bubbles, occasional bubbles that pop on the surface. It's not even the many bubbles that pop on the surface. We're trying to get it to an actual like big bubble all at the same time around the pan kind of boil. And it takes a little while. It's coming though. Mine's got uh, bubbles on the top now. Well, I tell you what, I'm going to let you just go away for probably two or three minutes. It won't be a lot. Just go away for a couple of minutes. When the water's actually boiling, turn the heat down to low, like somewhere between low and two or two and a half, the same way you would if you were boiling a pot of rice. Put a lid on it and then come back to me. Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Okay, set your timer for 30 minutes and we're going to do some other stuff while we wait for that to cook. So let's do the tomatoes. I have little Campari tomatoes. Romas are the easiest to do this with, just so you know, in case you're out shopping for this stuff. But any tomatoes will do except little tiny tomatoes. Although I wonder, no, I, I don't recommend that. No, I don't recommend that. Take your first tomato and cut it in half stem to stern so in other words you're cutting it what i would call the long way you're cutting the stem in half and then using your knife take the little half core out of there on both halves of that tomato and then get yourself a a spoon just a regular spoon like you use at the table and scoop the seeds out of this into your compost bin or your disposal or whatever You kind of make a jab in the tomato and the seeds will come out. You want to keep the meat and I hate to say it, but ditch all this juice and these seeds. I described this probably better in another podcast. Uh, I have a podcast on oven dried tomatoes, which are really yummy. And I go through this process a lot more meticulously. So if you're curious, you could check that podcast out. But what you have is sort of the flesh of the tomato, and sometimes you'll see a lot of seeds. Sometimes you'll see no seeds at all. Like right now, I'm looking at a tomato, 
there are no exposed seeds at all. So I'm going to poke the point of the spoon in close to the edge and underneath is this whole bunch of seeds and juice and I'm just using the spoon to scoop those out. Why are we doing this? Well, because the seeds aren't helpful. They aren't necessarily attractive and it's too soupy. It'll make your dish much too wet. And then you're gonna continue to do this with the rest of your tomatoes. If you have many, a pound of tomatoes is a lot of tomatoes regardless kind of of how big they are. So take the little core out, scoop the seeds out with your spoon punch underneath whatever's in the way to get to the seeds and juice that are underneath. There we go. The ones that I'm using, the seeds kind of hide. And unfortunately, these have a lot of seeds and juice in them. Unlike, for instance, the Romas that I was talking about, those are really nice because there's probably more meat than there are seeds and juice. And that doesn't seem to be the case with these little Campari tomatoes that I'm using today, but it's what I had in the house. And it's not homegrown tomato season, unfortunately. I wish they could figure out a way to make that happen year round because you know, as well as I do, that these things we buy in the store, so I'm starting a third tomato now, bear absolutely no, well, all right, very little similarity to the kind that you grow in, in your garden. They just aren't the same. The flavor is different, the texture is different, sometimes the color is different, Mostly, it just tastes like it's a completely different fruit. Fruit. Sounds like a weird thing to say, but yes, I'm trying to be correct here. Getting the seeds out. I hope you weighed your tomatoes ahead of time. Although, you know, this is not a precise recipe. It doesn't matter if you have a few too many tomatoes or a few too few tomatoes, or like I said earlier, what some people might regard as too much feta cheese. I'm a person who believes there's no such thing as too much cheese. Exact amounts aren't important. So about a pound of tomatoes. And yes, it's a lot of tomatoes, but you'll be glad they're in there. Now my last tomato, scooping out the seeds. Oh, I forgot to core this one, let's fix that. Scooping out the core. On these little Camparis, I actually often just don't even core them when I put them in a salad or something. I just eat it. They're so small and they're not tough and you don't even know you're eating it. So why work so hard? All right, and that would be now all the seeds from my tomatoes. Now all I gotta do is chop them up. So we wanna dice them into little pieces, probably the size of Oh, it doesn't matter. Think of small bites uh, because it's going into a salad and when you have a bite of salad, you want a bite of several different things at the same time. So small enough to make up part of a spoon when you scoop it all together. Do that with all your tomatoes. I got a few stray seeds in there, doesn't matter. I do wish I was using something that left more of the tomato behind because some of these are just sort of hollow shells now. Poor little hollow shells. And the, I can hear the farro starting to simmer enough to make the lid rattle. You can maybe hear that too. 
Yeah, it's going pretty fast and furious. I have a glass lid on mine. I love that. That's what I always use for rice or, you know, grains of any kind, quinoa or whatever, because I like knowing what's going on inside the pot. Not that it keeps me from having things boil over. That doesn't seem to help that, but at least when I am feeling anxious or concerned about whether something's cooking or not, I can go look. Plus on rice, you can tell when the water's all been absorbed that way. Okay, my tomatoes are all chopped up. Now, I'm aware that I'm only making half a recipe today and that you may be chopping a lot more tomatoes than I am. So if you need to pause this, go ahead and do it. And I'm gonna move on to the onion. Now I have some that's already chopped up because I had one the other day that was starting to go bad. It was like huge. And so I went ahead and chopped it and got rid of the bad parts, except some of them are a little big. So I'm gonna make them a little smaller. These also probably you wanna chop to a size you'd wanna take a bite of. And that's gonna be an individual preference. The person who will be sharing this with me isn't crazy about raw onion. I am, well, sweet onion anyway. I'm not crazy about hot onion, but I gotta tell you these sweet onions, I'm one of those people who could just eat them and have been known to do so. You know, not like an apple, okay? Not like that. But if a slice of sweet onion that I've placed on my hamburger falls off my hamburger, I am happy to just pick it up and eat it without the rest of the hamburger. So here again, I'm at an advantage because I have my onions already chopped up and all I did was make them smaller. You may be in a position to need to spend more time dicing some onions. If you uh, wanna go do that, you're welcome to do that. I'm gonna start on the garlic. I have a small clove of garlic here because I'm making half a recipe. You want a nice big fat one and put it down on your cutting board and use a flat thing. What you heard just now was my bench scraper, my pastry bench scraper. I really am gonna have to look up the official name of this thing. It has a nice flat side, and I could have just used a knife to squash the garlic, but my knife today is ceramic. I have broken a knife by trying to smash garlic with a ceramic knife, so I'm not gonna do that again today. But you just put your flat edge of your knife or your bench scraper or whatever, put it on top of the garlic clove, put your hand on top of the flat surface that's on top of the garlic clove and push down until the garlic cracks and then peel off the skin. I'm chopping mine now into little pieces because I'm ahead of you on that. And I want these in little tiny, tiny, tiny pieces. So minced as small as you can get it. That'll do. Now, the chives, if you have fresh ones, it's time to chop those up. I'm not particularly excited with the way my dry ones are rehydrating. They seem a little mushy, but I think they'll be okay. They'll distribute throughout the dish and they'll be okay. So now I'm gonna take care of my parsley. I'm just pulling the leaves off of the stems here. And you don't really need to worry too much about the stems. If you get some stem, it's not a big deal but mostly, of course, what you're interested in is the leaves. Pulling off the leaves and putting them into a pile on my cutting board where I am going to then chop it up. And we want that chopped really finely as well, just like the garlic. We don't really want big chunks of this or the garlic to meet our mouths when we spoon the salad 
into our mouths because like I said before, it's a raw cold salad. It's not like you're gonna cook these things down. That is all of my parsley. Uh, you probably have to keep plucking. I am gonna chop mine up now. If you need to pause and go away, having done with the tomatoes and the onions and the parsley and the chives, I'm totally okay with that. Because I won't even know, let's be honest. Finally chopped the parsley into little tiny bits. Now, if you're using basil, you're gonna do the chopping of that right now, fresh basil. If you're using kale, Again, also, you're going to strip the leaves off the ribs and cut them down to, well, I don't know, like square inch kind of pieces. And then just squeeze the heck out of it. Pretend you're kneading dough and just squeeze a bunch in each hand over and over until they get about a third of the size they started. At most, they get really small and soft and really dark green. And that means you've broken down all the tough parts and that'll work in here. Oh, let's see. The next thing I want to get my feta out of my refrigerator. I have some that's already crumbled, which I don't usually buy because it's usually more money to buy it already crumbled. This particular time, it was actually cheaper to buy it this way, which works for me because now I don't have to really... Oh, you know what? I started to say I didn't have to do it, but I do. The pieces are too big. And you're going to want about a third of a cup of this. And you can go ahead and get that ready to go in. So chop it up, crumble it up, make it smaller, do whatever you need to do so that everything is ready to go in when the farro gets finished cooking. I have a feeling I'm gonna want more feta than this. If you uh, like cheese and you like feta and you like salt, you're probably gonna want a little more also. I'll start with what I said though. I won't beef up the amount until I see how it looks in the salad. Yeah. I love it. Salty, sour, mm, cheesy. Let's see, I have 13 minutes left here on the farro. I think I'm gonna go to the next step, which is to make the dressing. There's a sort of a vinaigrette, which you probably figured out from the list of ingredients. This is not a hard thing to do. I'm gonna put it together into a little dish and have it be ready and waiting when the salad is done. So into a little bowl, get a bowl that's big enough to whisk stuff together. Keeping in mind, you're gonna use a whole quarter of a cup of olive oil. So we're gonna put in the garlic we just minced. Teeny tiny little pieces of garlic go into that bowl. Add to the garlic, two tablespoons of balsamic vinegar. And no, you do not want to substitute another kind in case you were wishing you could ask me that. You don't want to do that. Balsamic is the right thing. We're going to add a little salt to that. I don't want to add a lot because we used some in the farro, so it'll already have some salt. So I'm going to put in about, I think I'm going to put in a quarter teaspoon. Now don't panic. I'm actually only putting in an eighth. I really mean you should put in a quarter teaspoon if you're making the six servings version. And then some fresh ground black pepper. And that is probably just until it looks like enough for your taste. If you 
really like ground pepper, go to town. I'm kind of a middle-of-the-road person. Uh, in fact, maybe a little closer to conservative in terms of how much black pepper I really like to use. And then in after that goes your quarter of a cup of extra virgin olive oil. And now I'm in a pickle because I'm trying to use an eighth of a cup and my eighth of a cup measure is what has my chives in it. Dang it. Okay, so I'm scooping my chives out. That's okay, I probably should have had them in something bigger anyhow. Yes, I did say an eighth of a cup for my chives because I'm making half the recipe. You really should have a quarter of a cup. All right, now in here. Now I have an empty eighth of a cup. You should have an empty quarter of a cup. Fill it up with your extra virgin olive oil and pour it into the bowl with the vinegar and garlic and salt and pepper. It seems like a really simple vinaigrette, and, and it is. I mean, you know, you may be thinking, oh, it should have more things in it, but you know, it really doesn't need it. Because you're gonna add, you've got the parsley or the basil, and those add some pretty intense flavor, and it just doesn't really need a lot. It just needs something to kind of highlight. It's like a highlight. Now, everything is ready here in front of me. So I've got the parsley, the onions, the tomatoes, the feta, and the dressing. And all of those things are going to go in with the farro after we're done. I have eight more minutes here on my timer. I'm going to go away for those eight minutes. And I'll come back to you at that time and we'll finish this up. So my 30 minute timer is beeped. I'm looking through the glass lid of my pot and I can see that there's still lots of water in there. When you take the lid off of yours, if you don't have a glass lid, you'll probably find the same. What you wanna do now is fish out just one grain or two grains of the farro using a spoon or a fork or something and put it somewhere to cool. Meanwhile, put the lid back on. What we want is a nice soft texture. You'll see how salty these are. Mm. Yeah, you don't want it mushy. You want a little resistance to it. I'm actually going to try another couple because I'm not sure if that was where I want it. Uh, I think so. I think so. They're a little chewy. I think I want it that way. We need to drain this now. So get out your colander, whatever you use for a colander. And we're going to dump this into the colander so that the water that remains drains off of there. Okay. That's that. Turn your stove off. Let this just drain for a minute. Take that and pour the farro now. Shake some of the water off of it. Pour the farro into a large bowl and it's just gonna sit there and cool. Which means I'm going away again. Just leave it in the bowl. We don't want it to like cook the tomatoes or melt the feta. So it just needs to sit and cool for a bit. You can leave it on your counter or you can put it in the fridge, whatever you wanna do. When it's cool enough that you really don't feel any heat coming off of it anymore, come back to me and we'll stir in the rest of the stuff. All right, I'm back. Um, this is still warm, but 
just barely warmer than my hand, so it's not warm enough to melt anything or cook anything. This is a salad, by the way, you don't want to serve cold. You can refrigerate it and it'll even get better over the course of a couple of hours or a day. But before you serve it, you want to bring it back to room temperature because it'll be better than if it's cold. Okay, now the quick and easy part. Everything that's left, we're just gonna dump in here. So here go my strange chives and my parsley and my onions. They all scooped up onto the bench scraper at the same time, so that's fine. And my tomatoes. And I have some leftover shredded zucchini I'm gonna throw in here. It's not cooked. I think it'll still be okay and it'll provide some extra color and texture. I have this leftover from a recipe I made with you guys about a week ago called One Pot Cheesy Mexican Lentils Black Beans and Rice. Yummy stuff. That's long gone, but I have zucchini leftover and I think I probably just put way too much in. I'm taking some of that back out. So if you've got leftovers, you could throw it in here if you want. And then the feta. And then we're gonna just stir all that up. I probably should have taken a picture before I added the zucchini so you could see what it would look like, what it should look like, could look like on your end, but too late. So you'll have to see it with the zucchini. Which by the way, yes, it's shredded and I squeezed a bunch of the water out of it before I put it in here because I didn't want water to accumulate on the bottom of the bowl. And I'm going to tell you right now, I was right. That was not enough feta cheese. Okay, I'm adding some more feta cheese because there's no such thing as too much cheese. And she goes, and I'm not even measuring it this time. I'm just doing it by sight. To crumble it as I go. Oh, that was way too big. I'm gonna guess that by now I've got half again, as much as what I told you. So you had a third of a cup. Let's say it's probably closer to a half of a cup now. Oh, I, I'm not sure it's enough even now. I do think I have room for the rest of this zucchini, so I'm putting that back in. And just one more dash of the feta. Because, because, because. Now, a quick whisk of the dressing, because it's been sitting here a bit. And we'll pour that on too, right onto the salad. All right, stir it up again. And this is it. This is all that has to be done. Very simple, very yummy, very nutritious, very colorful salad that you can eat as a salad or as a main dish, which is what we're doing tonight. This is our dinner. I think it's probably prettier without the zucchini. But like I said, you get what you get because this is what I did. So that's what the picture is gonna have is the zucchini. If you wanna see the list of ingredients ahead of time, the place to see that is the website, which is the Cook Along Podcast. And there you will also see the pictures of the finished recipe and some pictures I took as we were working along the way.
You can also find there something to have as an accompaniment to this. I have some lovely little appetizer things that might be good with this. Wow, I can think of one in particular, but you'd have to have puff pastry dough in the house. And that is the, oh, you'd have to have pesto as well. I think it's called cheesy pesto twists or something like that. Or maybe you're looking for dessert. I put on some lovely scones the other day, although that's kind of a breakfast thing, but there are a ton of cookie recipes because cookies are kind of my favorite thing to cook. So you'll find a bunch of cookie recipes on the website, thecookalongpodcast.com. I think that's all I have to share with you for today. And so until next time, happy cooking! Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're enjoying this podcast, you can make a contribution through the supporter link on every Cook Along podcast page or go to Kofi ko-fi.com slash the Cook Along podcast. Thanks for your support and thanks for listening.